Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, I Believe the Promise. John Harper was born to a pair of solid Christian parents on May 29, 1872. He was 13 years old when he received the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. He began to preach about four years later by going down the street of his village and pouring out his soul in earnest entreaty for men to be reconciled to God. John Harper was consumed by the Word of God. 
when asked by various ministers what his doctrine was, he would reply, the Word of God. In September of 1896, John Harper started his own church with just 25 members. Thirteen years later, when he left, it had grown to over 500 members. During his time there, he had gotten married. However, he was shortly thereafter widowed. But God did bless his union with a beautiful little girl named Nana. On the night of April 14, 1912, the Titanic sailed swiftly on the bitterly cold ocean waters, heading unknowingly into the pages of history. On board this luxurious ocean liner were many rich and famous people. At the time of the ship's launch, it was the world's largest man-made movable object. At 11.40 p.m., an iceberg scraped the ship's starboard side, showering the deck with ice and ripping open the six watertight compartments. The seawater poured in. On board were John Harper and his six-year-old Nana. As soon as it was apparent that the ship was going to sink, John Harper took his daughter to a lifeboat. The widowed preacher could have easily gotten on this boat to safety. However, he knelt down and kissed his little girl and told her he would see her again someday. The flares going off in the dark reflected the tears on his face as he turned and headed toward the crowd of desperate people. As the rear of the ship began to lurch upward, Harper was seen making his way up the deck yelling, Woman! children, and unsaved into the lifeboats. It was only minutes later that the Titanic began to rumble deep within and started to break in half. At this point, many people jumped off the decks and into the icy, dark waters. John Harper was one of these people. That night, 1,528 people went into the frigid waters. John Harper was seen swimming frantically to the people in the water, leading them to Christ before hypothermia became fatal. He swam to one young man and asked him, Are you saved? The young man replied that he was not. Harper then tried to lead him to the Lord, but he said no. Then Harper took off his life jacket and gave it to the young man and said, Here, you need this more than I do. A few minutes later, Harper returned to the young man and succeeded in leading him to the Lord. Of the 1,528 people that went into the water, six were rescued by the lifeboats. The young man was one of them. Four years later, at a survivor's meeting, the young man stood up and in tears recounted how John Harper led him to Christ. Harper's last words before going under in the frigid water were, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. This servant of God did what he had to do. John Harper gave up his life so that others could be saved. Listen now as Lucinda Richardson sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Who Will Be Jesus?
last night to find that she was gone. Now he's spending his first Sunday sitting in the pew alone. There are whispers all around him, and his heart breaks in two. He's wondering who will reach out and help him make it through. Who will be Jesus to him? Who'll show the love that restores him again? He doesn't need a judge. He needs a friend who will be Jesus to him. She has a reputation like the woman at the well, the only love that she ever knew. Was the kind she buys and sells, but her thirsty heart is searching for a love that will be true. The Savior cries for her to see Himself in me and you. Who will be Jesus to her? Who'll show the love that's commanded in His word? God we serve, who will be Jesus to her? Wounded people everywhere, and when they look at us, do they see Jesus there? Who listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're in the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. 
If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Buddy Hand plays for us in the trumpet this song entitled Blessed Assurance.
when we think of the multitudes of non-Christians we encounter, we can easily be discouraged in the task of telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we consider the number of people around the world who have never heard of Jesus Christ, we are almost overwhelmed at the immensity of the job before us. But we begin to feel hopelessness. We can be encouraged by the fact that the people are saved one at a time. To underscore this point, think on this illustration. There was an old man walking the beach at dawn one day who noticed a young man ahead of him picking up starfish and flinging them into the sea. Catching up with the youth, he asked him what he was doing. The answer was that the stranded starfish would die if left in the morning sun. But the beach goes on for miles and miles, and there are millions of starfish, replied the man. How can your efforts make any difference? The young man looked at the starfish's hand and then threw it safely into the waves. It makes a difference to this one, he said. Sometimes the task seems so great that we don't even try to witness. But just as an enormous wall is built one brick at a time, so the church, the body of Christ, is built one soul at a time. Therefore, speak of the Lord Jesus Christ to your neighbors. Tell the good news to that person God has brought into your life. Think of the difference it will make if he receives Christ. That's the importance of one. Listen now as Larry Grabo, Bill Burkett, Dave Kephart, and John Harris sing this song for us entitled, When the Mountains Sing Your Praise. Oh 
the music, I exalt your holy name. When the heavens shout your glory, and the mountains sing your praise, when the Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study porch for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ, the trials of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 and verse 2. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Punctius Pilate, the governor. This morning we will be studying the third and the final religious trial of the Lord Jesus Christ. This religious trial was in front of the Sanhedrin. The scriptural references are Matthew chapter 27 verses 1 and verse 2, Mark chapter 15 verse 1, and Luke chapter 22, verses 66 to the 23rd chapter, verse 1. Let's talk about the time of the trial. And again, this is going to be according to Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. When the morning was come, straightway in the morning, as soon as it was day, his religious trials were in front of, remember, Annas, from Annas, and he went to Caiaphas, there's where you had the false witnesses, and now in front of the Sanhedrin. It is now morning, and by 9 o'clock, the Lord Jesus Christ will be crucified. Who is presiding over the third and final religious trial? Matthew, all the chief priests and the elders of the people. Mark, the chief priests, the elders, the scribes, and the whole council. Luke, it's the elders of the people, the scribes, the council, the Sanhedrin. What were their actions? Matthew 27, 1, they took counsel against him to put him to death. Mark, they held consolation. The word counsel and consolation are the same words in the original Greek language. This specific Greek word appears eight times in the New Testament. Seven of those times the words are used with reference to taking counsel against the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes from the Sanhedrin to Pilate. Matthew says they bound him, they led him, they delivered him. Mark, they bound him, they carried him away, they delivered him. The word delivered means to deliver up or over to the power of someone else. The word here is a reference to the Jewish Sanhedrin delivering the Lord Jesus Christ over to Pilate. But this same word is used the Lord Jesus Christ delivering himself up for us on the cross or being delivered for us. Galatians chapter 2 verse number 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. And he gave himself for me, there's that word. 
Then you see it in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, and really in verse 32. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. There's that word. So it's used in physically in the sense of the fact that the Sanhedrin delivered him, handed him over to the power. Now, again, we will start looking at this, Lord willing, next week, but we'll be studying now the civil trials. These are the religious trials. And again, keep in mind, we're talking about six, and we're talking about, in Jewish time, the same day. You have the arrest of Christ, you're going to have these trials, and by 9 o'clock in the morning, he's going to be on the cross. The aspects of the trials, and this is found in Luke 22, verses 67 to verse 61. They question, are thou the Christ? And you have Christ's answer. I like to read verses 67 through verse 69. Are thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said to them, if I tell you, you will not believe. And if I also ask you, you will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Question, art thou then the Son of God? Christ answered, verse 70. Then said they all, art thou the Son of God? And he said to them, ye say that I am. The council's conclusion, and they said, what need we of any further witness? For we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. The only witness that they have produced thus far during these illegal trials were false witnesses. False witnesses who could not agree concerning their testimony of Christ. In Luke 23, 1, the whole multitude of them arose. The charges brought to Pilate from the Sanhedrin were perverting the nation, forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, and he himself is Christ a king. Their singular purpose was deliver him to Pilate so that he could be put to death, that he would receive the death of a Roman crucifixion. The Lord Jesus Christ, just think about this, Lord Jesus Christ who is God himself, the second member of the Godhead, God manifests in human flesh, the way, the truth, and the life, the light of the world, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. He's the Word, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Seed of the Woman, the Lion from the tribe of Judah, was now being led away as a common criminal. The Jewish leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, the priests, the elders, the scribes, Annas, Caiaphas, all hated him and had on one unifying purpose that was to deliver him over to Pilate so that he could be crucified even though he was being treated like a common criminal and even though later that same day he will be uh, die by Roman crucifixion. You have God's redemptive plan for mankind will be fulfilled and truly the Lamb of God will soon take away the sins of the whole world. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, as we study these trials. He died for you. He willingly went through this so that he would bear the sins of the whole world and forgive all of our sins. You've never trusted him. You need to trust him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. And again, as believers, we need to keep studying God's word, understanding it, and then living God's word.
listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. In my heart, in my heart.